And three, two, getting tabled. Getting tabled. Getting tabled. Getting tabled. Getting tabled. Getting tabled. With the Bruce, the Yank, and Captain Socks. Future people and welcome to this episode of Getting Tabled with our fragile little creature, Major Socks. Fragile, yes. Uh, and I'm slumming it in a six-star hotel down in Florida, as Bruce is saying. So, And then on the other side... I'm just stating the facts. We, we, we have a, a, a Bruce who is barely civilized and says weird, says weird things like capsicum. I speak the English language. I don't make one up of my own. You speak a variant of the English language. And, of course, there over there we have George that is stuffing his face with goodness knows what. Cashews. Covered in ranch seasoning. And pink grapefruit juice. Odd combination. The Captain Socks is in the hotel room, but you've stolen his dinner. <laughs> <laughs> It's pink grapefruit juice, not rosé. What, what dinner I can make in my little fridge and my little microwave that all I have in my, my hotel room. So thank you. Yeah, for those wondering, he actually is in a hotel room. That's why we started this this time. Yes. Uh, so I've moved down to Florida. Unfortunately, my family is still up in uh, where I moved from. Our housing stuff got shipped to the right a couple weeks. So they are packing up the house. Well, the movers were there yesterday and the day before packing stuff up. So I had to come down here to start my job. So and, and would you like to explain to the audience why you're in a hotel room and not in your house? Because my house is not av- not ready yet until the end of August. Dude, you're going to be awfully convenient, don't you think? A month, a month of maid service and getting your shirt sheets turned down every day. See how it they is. Won't, they won't, they're not servicing my room because of COVID. It's Florida, the home of Florida man. They don't care about COVID. I know they don't, but they do care about COVID, so no maid service. Well then, let's do this little thingy right here. Newly received or noteworthy information, especially about recent or important events. Well, news from Games Workshop, shocking. I know, but this actually is fairly shocking. I honestly wasn't expecting anything new for Kill Team. But I, I am kind of expecting that this box set is going to be like $750 or something because there's specific kits in this that you can't buy anywhere else. Therefore, they will charge through the nose for it. Um, but enough throwing shade. Uh, this morning, or last night for you guys, um, Games Workshop showed off the Octarius briefing, which is a, kick, a Kill Team box set filled with plastic or commandos and plastic... Uh, what's the name of the horrible gas planet, guys? Um, Krieg's Marine? No. Death Corps. I think Krieg. Oh, I was right. Krieg. I, I think Krieg. Are, are we right, yeah. Krieg? It's either Krieg or Krieg. I don't know. I'm going to say Krieg. So, I don't think I'm stretching the truth when I say people have wanted some plastic Death Corps for a while. Like, a serious long while. And these look gorgeous, quite frankly. So, the minis are okay. I'm really impressed with the orc terrain, actually. That is some proper orc terrain there. Um, I'm a big fan of the commandos. And yes, moving down to the terrain, the terrain does look gorgeous. Um, it, it feels like it's slapped together, which orc terrain should. 
Um, it's just piles of random crap piled on top of each other. Um, like this looks like it's going to be a decent sized box. You got two full teams. Obviously, you got your rule book and everything. Uh, dice, yay, dice. Um, comes with the game board and everything. Bruce, can you be a little more enthusiastic about dice, please? Okay. It's disheartening <laughs> that you are so low key about the dice. And you get dice. There you that's go. It. That's all, that's all my excitement I've got. <laughs> It's hard to be excited for He's something that tries to stab me in the back every time I pick one up. Um, but look, in all honesty, I expect this is going to sell very well. Um, I'm just hoping that it gets priced reasonably, unlike the last two Kill Team boxes, which were used to sell stuff that people wanted at stupid prices that they weren't worth. Um, otherwise, do that. no, 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 not all the time, entirely and forever. Uh, we also get a preview of some more Orc models further down, which is more of the 40k stuff that got hinted at earlier in the year. Uh, this giant truck-looking thing being dragged by... I, I like the design of the new squeaks. I mean, I miss the giant mouths with legs, but I do like these things. These things are cool. Um, so so right off the bat, this, uh, this uh, vehicle here, do you know what this immediately screams to me? The Tau have fallen to the Orc, and the Orc are now scavenging their parts and pieces to make stuff out of. Actually, that's not a bad point. I mean, if, if you look at the, the armor coloring and stuff of the, 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 the metal, sure, it's got tires. They've got plenty of tires from, you know, Space Marines and Imperial Guard. But that armor, especially the, uh, the, the armored horn on the head of the beast with that little metal stuff, and that it totally looks like they've uh, scavenged some uh, Tau armor for that. Yeah, and this big mech that looks like he's he's got a giant claw that's been made from the skull of something. Well, a metallic skull of something. That is just all kinds of cool. Is that further on down? Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. right below the uh, monstrosity. The, the the one dragging that I was talking about. Yeah. No, this this looks more like a uh, looks like more reclaimed Tau armor. Not so much even a skull. It's just it's a armor that's been shaped into this, a skull shape. Don't get me wrong, I think it looks great. I think it's time, about time the orcs started, you know, you know, <clears throat> defiling the Tau and, you know, using their bits and pieces to further their cause of wah! And getting some new kits beyond, you know, the, the measly one that most armies get nowadays, if you're right. not space marines. Um, there's a giant tower there as well, and the Great White Squig, which is... Kind of a mix between the new style and the old style. Um, I'm not sure I like this one. I don't know. He's still a mouse with legs, but he's a little bit more. I don't know. I'm not not as keen on this one as I am the other one. So he must be a very important squig because they took the time to give him a mecha leg so he could continue to be a mount. Yep. Oh my god, they've also got a Terminator. I didn't even see that until now. There's an Orc Terminator. And when I say he's an Orc Terminator, half of his face has been replaced with metal parts. Oh, I see it now. Yeah, it's the mount for the squig. For some reason, he's also got what looks like a Maui tattoo, which is an interesting choice. Yeah. Um, I'm a big fan of what they're doing with these. Like, in all honesty, it looks like they're redoing practically everything in the line. Uh, we got new mech boys. Ooh, new death copters. Ooh, that looks dope. Yeah. Um, I think they've done really well with some of this stuff. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens and when we see this stuff physically. Um, also, I'm going to say this. Yeah. They're, they're doing all of this, and then they're throwing out cease and desist on guys that are trying to redo the Eldar, which have been needing a redo for however long, and since they can't be bothered to do it, and someone else does it, they have to cease and desist them. Well, just yeah. <laughs> it is Games Workshop. You can't tell me um, I'm wrong. 
I'm not No, I can't. But I'm not wrong. Given that we're also the people that criticise the guy for essentially copying and pasting, I, I, I think, like, we're being fair here. Um, moving on, quite a few months ago now, we kind of talked about this um, Mythic Americas that Warlord Games was doing that had the really cool Aztecs and, and mm-hmm. um, Native Americans. Well, the Incans have actually started showing up now in some oh. absolutely gorgeous-looking models. We've got a starter set here with some regular warriors, and some other warriors flying on vultures. Are they not, vultures not or only, condors? No vultures. Uh, probably a condor for that part of the world. Um, not only are the minis awesome looking, but the color palette they have selected for these is just brilliant as well. Yeah, uh, and yeah. feels very authentic too. Um, I mean, it's hard to know exactly what was authentic because there's not a lot of it left. Thanks, Spain. Um what? Wait, was the Incan Spain as well? I'm pretty sure the Sp- Spanish took all of them. So, so, so um, uh, was the Mayans were the predominant one, northern Mexico, no, Aztecs. You had Aztecs, the Mayans yeah. and the Incas as you went further on down. So <clears throat> the Spanish still did that. Um, however, I mean, enough of it. I mean, the fact that there are still, you know, tribal ancestries still surviving oh, yeah. and trying to make, you know, I mean, the, the information is out there to get it, you know, so... Um, I think this looks gorgeous. Yeah, I'm a big fan of this. Um, how many minis are in that? Because that looks like a pretty good price, too. But, um... Oh, maybe not. 2, 3, 6, 9, 10, 20, 21... 24. 24 and a flyer for 144 US dollars. Well, yeah, three flyers. Yeah, I said that's, that's 24 models, including three flyers. Oh, right, okay. Uh, it's all resin and metal, which will be part of it. Uh, what is it? Ninety pounds. See, I have it all metal mini, have it all resin mini, have it all plastic mini. Don't don't mix the two. That that makes me grumpy. <laughs> I, I I I even don't though that's like, the tradition. I I, I don't. Yeah, this is what, what most Warlord sets are come with. I've got my yeah. Victory C stuff, and it's resin. Well, when you have companies like. When you have companies like TT Combat, where there it's an all plastic kit or an all resin kit of the kits I've gotten. Now there are some drop zone stuff where it's metal and resin, but the stuff I've gotten has been all resin or all plastic. Games Workshop, it's all resin, all plastic. Sorry, it's not resin. It's um, uh, what's the uh, fine cast? No, it's not fine cast. It's a uh, fine crap. Um, Forge World is all resin. It when I have to take yeah, two Forge different World's shit resin. Oh, okay. Uh, maybe now, yes. Uh, back in the day, they were the they were the um, what's the word? The standard. Pinnacle? Yeah, they have. Yeah, pinnacle. Yeah, they. they I will admit, from what the stuff I've seen and heard, they have uh, started to fall off quality wise. So I, I don't like mixing my mediums of modeling material together mm. when I'm trying. Oh, to I can get. I can it. get behind that. Um, so, um, those I mean, birds also look, look like they're good. like they're decently sized birds by the look of it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, have you seen how big some of those condors? Well, yeah. Um, well, also what, what in the is it, same like range, six or Panther socks. Yeah, something like that. Also in the same range, we have this giant monstrosity Maris, which is a giant snake man. And I just saw him. That. Awesome. Um, holy smokes! Um, yeah, he's a hundred and four dollars. <laughs> Does he come pre-assembled and pre-painted like that? Because I'm guessing. Well, they've not listed because... off the paints. And in order to achieve that, they've used uh, 11 paints. Um, across different... Actually, most of it Vallejo, a little bit of... One one army painter. Um, 
He looks really cool. Yeah. Uh, oh, he's part of the Incas. Okay, so they get a big snake naga dude. Yes. Yes, he's but part of the Incas. That's why I'm showing him on our story with the Incans. Uh, well, I was I was going to digress into Naga is uh, uh, more of uh, the Orient water giant snakes in um, Central American mythos. What are they called? Native Americans? El Nopro. No, Native American is above Central America. So Aztecs. Right. So so Aztecs, Mayas, Incas, they are all Central America. What what is so that? Th this is snakes? based on a god that I'm not going to try and pronounce. Um, they do list it there. Makahuati. So I've been reading a book series uh, uh, by Stephen Blackmore, and there's a lot of uh, Aztec um, Mayan references. So, yeah. Um, looks good. Um, I, yeah. I want to know what the name for a giant snake person is. <laughs> Naga is the classic that's, fantasy But that's reference. that's oriental. Yes, but that's, the fan that's what gets used in fantasy. I don't know what they call them. Natively, so, is, is, okay, yeah, yeah. So, um, good-looking stuff. Um, again, like, I want to see if they move up into like North America and have like you know the Arapaho and the Shoshone tribes and stuff like that, and bring in some of that mythology and mythos. I think that'd be great, and then get all the way up, you know, into the Inuits up from the the far north in uh, Canada. I would Alaska. love to see what they do with the Inuits. That would be cool, right? I mean, you got you would have to have like giant bear beast things. Um, yeah, maybe even if this game continues going well, maybe even go into some of the island nations. I'll get some, uh, Maori. Am I saying that right? Yeah. Maori or Maori? Maori. Maori. But if you're looking at, well, a lot, there's a lot of crossover there anyway, but if you're looking at the Americas, you're probably more looking at Samoa and stuff. Well, no, they're closer to your side Doesn't of the, the world. Doesn't the U.S. own a part of Samoa? America, uh, America Samoa, Samoa yeah. yes. But it's closer to y'all than it is to us. Fair enough. I just think it would be easier to justify than New Zealand. Well, you got you got, you got a game named after the Americas. They're they're a different, you know, group of Samoans. Yeah. Well, Samoan relation, I guess, is the better way to you put got, it. I you, don't got, wanna... you got Tonga, you got Samoas, you got so you could pretty much call it right. No, I don't want them to. I don't want them to get mad at me and hurt me though, socks. Because you got two Samoans, you got the big Samoans who are like ripped, and you got the other Samoans who are just as big, but they're not as ripped, but they're just as strong, and they'll snap you like a toothpick. <laughs> yeah, I know what you're talking about. We had quite a few. Actually, there's a big Polynesian fun, uh, community in, in Utah. Fun fact: uh, American football has a higher percentage of players from America Samoa per capita than any other part of the United States. Oh, wow. Yeah. Moving on from odd pop culture references. Pop culture references? Oh, I don't know. Uh, PT Combat have some stuff. Yes. So, TT Combat have an expansion coming out for Rumble Slam. Yo, you can called, tables that's not the one I want. Ladders. Tables, chairs, and chests. Because I can't say chairs. If they say chairs, they'll get sued. Um, so this is a new game mode for the game. It includes... There's a mimic. There, it, it includes a mimic. a mimic, yes. And chests. There is a table. Like, there is a chair. There is a ladder. Um, Why can't they say chair? Because tables, ladders, and chairs is a copyrighted phrase. It's, oh, the name oh. of, it's the name of a wrestling pay-per-view. Got it, got it, yeah. So tab tables, ladders, chess. Gotcha. Yeah, so they're, they're referencing it without saying it. Uh, my favorite part of this is easily the statue. Uh, the belt, you can actually stand a mini on. Also, you can stand a mini on the arm. They've been designed specifically for it. It's just 
all kinds of cool. Um, you can also stand a mini on the knee on a bit of the platform. So the idea is, is that you can climb up this thing. They have rules so that you can do elbow drops and stuff from the top. And the farther you fall, the more damage you do. Um, which just makes sense in a wrestling perspective. It's also just, just a really cool looking statue. So I'm going to throw this out there too. It's also awesome that, you know, with this bit, big statue that they throw a little uh, tribute to uh, uh, Luchadores. Yeah. With yep. the mask there. That's, that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I, I'm a, I'm a big fan of what they're doing with this. Um, the rule set is going to evolve so that it's not just about pinning and eliminating your opponents anymore. Uh, you're actually trying to grab the dosh, hence why it's called dosh grabbers, um, which is kind of, it's basing itself on your classical ladder matches or TLC matches, which is your table lettuce chairs, uh, that you see in wrestling these days where you're usually grabbing for a briefcase or something up the top. I, I, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm referencing what this is based on. Right. It's not I my don't... fault that you don't have taste. Moving on. <laughs> uh, and yes, as you're grabbing... Um, obviously, um, as you saw there, there is a mimic as well, because while you're grabbing the treasure, uh, there's a possibility that you could grab the wrong one, and then, owie, you're going to be eaten by the monster. Because everything's which... a mimic. Yes, yeah, including the glass. <laughs> and the barrel it kind of got i got no it's a, that's the mimic on the side um the, the hotel room that socks originally stayed in was a mimic this isn't actually socks <laughs> it's it's what's left over of the consciousness after it was eaten <laughs> uh, the next part of the CT combat i'm guessing is the uh terrain they've got at the bottom of the page correct uh yes so if i don't accidentally close the window so we've so, got some new Venice terrain, which is all kinds of gorgeous. And there's some new drop zone terrain that all come with rules for the game. Oh, these come with rules? Yep. So That's for example, cool. I'm just going to open compound drac. No real reason well, why I'm picking that one. But... I, 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 while you're opening that, I was gonna I was gonna kick this over to Captain so or Major Socks, sorry, Major Socks. Um doesn't this terrain look like it'd also be great for uh, that little Star Wars game you play? Legion? Yeah. The scale may not be right, but yeah, it would. Uh, yeah, oh, wait, the, the scale well, would be wrong. drop zone scale? Yes. I did say that. No, no, it says it works with 28 to 32 millimeter games and miniatures. What, what are you looking at? You look at? Bolstered Factory. Hang on, let me go back. Bolstered Factory. That, that is, the Bolstered Factory is from the range that we talked about last episode. Oh, is it? Yes. You've gone down oh, okay. too far. <laughs> oh, I went too far? Yes. I went down the rabbit hole. Yep. But that, that was the gets... one that last episode I said was the most gorgeous. That's the one that I really liked. Um, if I look at Compound Drac, and there's no real reason I'm picking this one. I just picked it because I picked it. Um, not only do you have instructions on how to build it, you've also got rules for the game, which links into their regular download section. So you're getting terrain pieces that will actually affect the game now. Uh, most of these are designed so that they're, you know, out of the city limit type stuff. So it's not just, they're trying to break up the game. So it's not just all cities and buildings and stuff all the time, which is kind of nice. That um, is nice not... because for a while there, it felt like that's all you had to, to, to really play with because that was how the game was structured in the, the rules. I mean, yeah, they had yeah. stuff for other terrain stuff, but it's nice to see them expanding outside that realm of moving away from city centers. Yeah. Um, I also like to point out how uh, how fancy that uh, CGI 
image uh, goes by the name Lewis's Gang with like the spinning images. Yeah, no, right. stuff. Just show uh, I think now. my favorite might be the Chakwas, maybe. I'm not sure. Uh, that's why I just clicked pick. on. And and that does look pretty cool with the little uh little around the uh, silo things. Looks pretty snazz. Um, and we've got new pieces for the modular ter- Venetian set, which is a set that we have loved for quite a while now. Uh, we've got four new pieces. We've got this lovely Banca di Venezia, which I'm probably butchering, but I tried. You've got Venetian tall walls. The tolls, the walls are gorgeous. Um, you've got the Valletta Scala Aria, which is a staircase. And Via Mercantile, which is like a shop front, restaurant type thing. All gorgeous. Uh, and because they're part of the modular set, they'll just join in with the everything else that we've already said that we love. I love how cute the little tables are. Yeah. So TTP Combat's had a busy couple of weeks. Anything favorite on your side? Obviously, it's not going to be the, the Rumble Slam stuff because you're just not interested in the Rumble Slam stuff because you're a heathen. Um, I'm not a heathen. I just like to portray one in real life. Um, the, 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 the Carnival stuff, um, I mean, it just, regardless if I play the game or not, it just looks so beautiful. And on a, on a, on the side of, of terrain, it is one of those few terrains where you put it all together and you have this gorgeous, rich, old city. Yeah. Which you can easily use that in a Age of Sigmar setting. You could use that in an Infinity setting. You can use it in a 40k setting. You can use it to make a hellacious 40k kill team board. It is is such a versatile look because it's a building. I mean, these buildings are standing right now. Who's not to say they're not going to be standing for... Okay, it at least falling apart a little bit, like, you know, the towers leaning and stuff, you know, so... I mean, some of these are going to fall apart and disappear, but they're still going to be around for a while, and they've already been around for a while, and so it's not beyond the realm of, you know... You could use it in every genre setting of of miniature wargaming. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, what's that? What's that game with the uh, the the horror movie stuff, Bruce? You use the horror movie stuff, don't, but don't look back. D- don't look yeah, back, and don't worry, be... it's coming up. <laughs> <laughs> they have an expansion that's actually suited to exactly what you're referring to. Socks, do you have any favorites? Oh, nice. I kind of like the drop zone terrain. Um, the drop zone? drop zone for yeah. years. I like them introducing some terrain that you can use outside other than just hills or lakes or streams or trees or whatnot. Some actual yeah. thing that can be useful in the game itself. So I like that stuff. I love the fact that it's coming with rules that will actually change things up. I, I really like that idea. That's, it's an idea that the community's been playing with in their competitions for quite a while. Uh, and it's nice to see to actually get some versions of that available. Yep. On the official side of things um for me i'm kind of torn i love what they're doing with tables ladders and chests um i really like what that's going to do to try to shake up the game but i'm not sure if i like it over the venetian stuff i'm kind of torn torn between the two uh i just love that venetian set uh terrain set it's absolutely stunning um yeah i, I wish you need to stop to making like... things that i want I would love to have like an eight foot by eight foot table or whatever size just to have all of the city of Venice stuff just set up in just one big, you know, city constantly because it just it looks that good. Um, next. Oh, next. Uh, uh, next. Oh, uh, Knights of Ball. Yeah. So Cromlech yeah. have teased something that they're going to do a full reveal of at the end of this month, which they're calling Knights of Ball. 
Um, now, this is certainly not an army that I'm interested in. Definitely not. No, no, no. It's definitely not the Blood Angels. Um, and by saying definitely not, it is. Uh, they have appeared to have given it their own feel, though. I mean, you can see what it's based on. It's not very hard to see that it's the Blood Angels. But... The aesthetic they've got in the Space Marine armor is... It's all thorns and stuff. Uh, you've got what I assume is supposed to be the face of Sanguinius, which you don't really see in the models at all, really. Um, yeah. Other than the death masks. Um, and obviously the they've changed thing, up the logo for one of their own. I was going to say, I think they need to change the logo up a little more, because, I mean, it's a drop of blood with some spikes on it. The Blood Angels logo is a drop of blood. I mean... I, yeah, I get the they're I, trying to make the effort. I think they need to do something. I, I think they need need to do a little little more effort. Um, it's going to be more creative. we won't really know a right. lot until we actually see the full thing. So yeah, so the um um the very first thing they show off. Um, I'm trying to think what they call the priest guys. Um, librarians, chaplains, chaplains. Thank you. Um, half of his armor looks like it's like muscle sinew. Which that that's I really very like. Vlad the Impaler from, from uh, Dracula. Bram mm. Stoker's Dracula. I get the impression that this is going to be a darker version of the Blood Angels. Just based on that. Yeah. But we will see. Um, hard to really say much. It's, like, it's literally just a teaser. So, But I'm, I'm kind Point of keen teased. to see where this goes. Um, um, yeah. Very well, we keen to see where uh, this goes. That I, that I guessed at. Uh, yeah, the the Black Sight Studios. So they've got another new expansion coming. Uh, this one is called Terror on the High Seas, hence why I said it fits in what your idea was. Because <laughs> this one is based on, like, you're supposed to be on a ship in the middle of an ocean. Uh, there's nothing that says that it couldn't be a city that's falling into the ocean. That would work. Make with, it Lovecraftian. With the water streets. Yeah. Oh, dude, the monster looks so Lovecraftian as it is already. I just want to say, yeah, I, I love how cute he is with his giant smile. He just wants a hug. That's all yeah, it is. I, yeah. And I'm saying that in a good way. It's it, they, They've taken the idea of eldritch horror Lovecraft lore, and they have, they've done it with this, but in, but in a different way from everyone else, because it's not creepy and tentacly and scary. It's oh, a hug. I yeah, the guy holding the harpoon has kind of a grin on his face. Kind of t hard to tell, but it almost looks like he has a grin. Yeah, no, he, he definitely does. Um, so th obviously because this is um, going to be based around the ocean, there's going to be some changes in rules. Um, there's It's the USS Australis. I don't know why the US has a ship named after my country, but apparently they do. Um, and it's got a dark and lurid past because of course it does. It's a horror movie. Uh, I'm very, very keen to see what this turns out to be like. Did I need to wait for my actual game to turn up first. What was that, sorry? Did, did, the, did, did the front fall off this ship? <laughs> Might have done. Um, Do you there's know nothing wrong. There, it's just the front fell, it's just the front fell off. Is, um, aren't they supposed to not fall off? <laughs> <laughs> for those that don't know what he's referring to, there's, a, there's an Australian comedy sketch where they... Well, the show used to take the mickey out of anything that was happening in the news pretty much and this story got picked up and one of the comedians picked up the representative from the australian government and the other one was a reporter asking questions and they just they poked fun at how they were um 
uh, dancing around the questions. Um, as part of this, I will I'm say they did going such a good job. Side a little. They did such a good job too that the lay person, like who's just stumbling across this, would legit think that this is an actual like legit news interview. Yes, yeah, it does. It does kind of come across that way. Um, somewhere I thought there was no. Never mind. Um, I thought there was a bundle somewhere with some actual terrain to come with it, but I can't find it. So we will keep going. To dystopian wars. Dystopian wars continue to just vroomf, play our game. Yeah. Uh, we're getting a look at the Americans now. We've got the Constitution Battle Fleet, which I, I like the name of. I do too. Um, it, they have quad copies. It's, it's just a good word. It is a good word. Um, I really like the look of these. Um, the quad cotters are interesting. Um, I don't know. I, I'm, I like the look of these. I'm not sure they feel American. They were they're, 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 they've got the steamroller things, so... And, and they were huge. Right, yeah, they've got the rivers. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, those side steam wheels, those are totally like a Mississippi Riverboat. Yeah. Mm. Then you've got, like, you know, uh, which one is that? The Constitution-class battleship? That straight up looks like an ironclad on roids. Uh, yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it though. I think they are overusing the the steam wheel design a little bit. Like it's it's everywhere on everything. Not everything we did in the late eight or no early 1800s socks, right? Mid 1800s ish. Not yeah. everything had a steam wheel like that we had other forms of propulsion that was just a really cool creative one some of them were just on the back not the side come on like you know yeah i think it's a little, i think the I, idea I, is, I is that they're, they're trying to play with yeah. because it's an alternate history so you pick the things that that are iconic and it's an iconic look i mean i'm kind of guessing here but that would yeah, be that they've picked that because you can you know exactly where it came from oh no i will say this though the Farragut class uh, frigate, the yep. front end of that just looks really kind of creepy, cool. Like it's a angry, like I'm gonna eat your ship. <laughs> yeah, I can see that now. And the guns are kind of uh, there as like the glasses on the end of the nose. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's the angry teacher from high school, but as a boat. Uh, no, it's the uh, it's a uh, what's his face from uh, Trailer Park Boys with the Coke ball glasses. In a ship. I'm just going to smile and nod because I've never actually watched that. I haven't either. I've just seen his face a lot. <laughs> um, there's Captain also Major Socks has watched it a bunch though, right? Big fan, right? What's that? Which one? You, you're a big fan of Trailer Park Boys, right? I watch it all the time. No? No, nah, it reminds me of home too much. <laughs> Not while I'm drinking. <laughs> <laughs> It was almost our first. I, I just want to, for the record, I'm picking on him, not his wife and kids. I just want that on record, just because I realise how bad that sounded. Uh, we also have a Descartes battle fleet. Uh, these guys come from the Covenant of the Enlightened, so this is from Wild West Exodus, essentially. Uh, and this is all very, very alternate sci-fi. Um, so, so first, I love of the all, fact that the battleship out. looks like it has a face on the front. These are painted, first of all. Yes. Some of, of all the models. Yeah. Well, okay. So of all the Sopimorphs fleets they've shown off, it's all just been, this is the resin model. Here's the, these are painted and that does so much more. Wayland Games, you gotta go back. Or no, who is it? No, Studios, sorry. War, War well, Real. yeah, but Wayland, I You gotta go back and you gotta throw some. 
you you got to throw some paint on those other minis because now these have got my attention. Uh, the Marion class option for frigate, dude. That ship looks like a little like sea missile thing with a big torpedo? mine in it that like it's ram into. But it's not a torpedo because torpedoes are under the water. This is like you're right on the water and it's gonna like it's gonna ram it. Boom. Bruce, mark that down. I was right. I was right. What were you right oh, about? Torpedoes are above. under the water. They can be on the, near the surface too. I, I I have a serious question. Who was ever questioning whether they were underwater or not? I don't remember either of us asking that question. Because I said it was a missile and Sox said it was a torpedo. I said, no, torpedoes are under the water. Oh, okay. Fair enough. So, okay. That's fine. You were right. It's okay. How dare you, Captain Sox. Never allow him to be right again. Uh, this is Major. not the first one that they've painted up, though. They have also painted up, which I'm just going to show this off just for clarification, the Ninjing Battle Fleet. So if you, if you guys watch our video version, you'll be able to see that they've got painted pictures of the um, Chinese ships um, as well. Um, I could make not... a really bad joke about that, but I'm going to pass. Probably a smart idea. Uh, but no, I do agree that they should be getting painted stuff out of all of their stuff um it should be like fairly standard but we shall move on to the cutest little monkeys you've ever seen so what we're looking at here is a preview of a kickstarter that's coming live on the 13th of july uh this is by Gribo games and this is an alternate um blood bowl team so we have looked before at their cutie blood bowl team this is that but with monkeys um, it's kind of been designed deliberately to kind of, so that, um, you can kind of use them as a few different things, um, but insanely cute. Um, you're getting multiple different line apes, uh, you've got banana throwers, which are obviously a ball throwers, you've got wood dancers, cocoa catchers, so... This is supposed to feel very wood elfy, but you could just say it is whatever you want, really, so long as you have models that fit. Oh my goodness, oh my goodness. I just found the cutest. Is it the guy showing off his if butt? You... <laughs> no, if you go down to the uh, uh, Lemurian clan. Oh, yep, yep, I haven't got that far yet, but yes. And they're just, they're the little tiny things with big eyes, and they're all... Oh, and there's one that's going... Like he's really angry. <laughs> Yeah, I kind of, this is the one I actually prefer, honestly. Um, you can kind of, I don't know, you can kind of see goblins, is what I want to say. Um, uh, I'd almost say some dwarf with the, the little machines, because that's a death roller, yeah. essentially. Yep. They've kind of designed this quite deliberately, so that you can count as well, whatever you, you want. Look at it, it's actually a sloth that they're hooked wheels yep. to. Yep, and they're pulling on his tongue to get him to move yeah. faster. <laughs> Um, and there's also a gorilla team with the same. So instead like, of the sloths, you're getting gorillas. And it looks um, like an all-in on this is 225 euro. Yep, so 66 different models, 17 big have, guys, 25 deal. normal. Uh, no, that's 25... Oh, no, you're right, yeah. 23 stunty, and you get one marker. It's a fairly, I, gonna... it's, it's a fairly big lot of minis. I wouldn't want the all-in on this personally because I just don't play enough Blood Bowl, but I'm very tempted I, I, to buy one of them, which is 65 euro. Which, that's about average for a, a Blood Bowl team box from Games Workshop. Yeah. is is right around that 60 neighborhood. So that price, 
Oh, hang on, you're... That, that's the price of them in dollars, though. No, it's in euro. No, 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 no. The, the 60... The Blood Bowl boxes are not this expensive. Not even close. I can buy them for $50 okay. over here. Okay. Oh, maybe they are cheaper I think. Okay, I don't know. I will clarify that statement in a moment. Um, Anyways, these look really good. I can't find my... Do you like cutie things, Captain Socks? Yeah, I, I could see my kids liking some of these models. Will I get into this game? Probably not. I have enough games as it is. My wife says that. Well, this this isn't actually a game in and of itself. These are just alternate models for Blood Bowl. I agree. In the unlocks, they've got cheerleaders and stuff as well, which is kind of cool. But yeah, I really, I, I just like, it's just so cute. It's, it's pretty cute. There's one of them wearing a box that's saying that he's a robot. All right, I'm going to stop looking at things now. Shall we look at the indies while I'm trying to clarify my previous statement? The indies? That would be this. Indie. Definition. Independent. Type. Slang word. Jargon. So, originally this week, I was going to cover one particular company, and then they got covered by Beasts of War instead, so I moved on and I decided to cover somebody else. Thanks, Warren. I really appreciate that. <laughs> because they record before we do. I'm very glad that we didn't end up covering the same thing, because then we would have gotten accused of copying. Um, so, Christoph Designs I came across on Facebook very, very randomly. Uh, I'll show you what I first saw from them later. But, under the fantasy stuff... Oh no, I can show you oh. that now. Oh! Oh yeah, yeah, this stuff is good. And it's mostly pre-painted. So, so these Tudor-style buildings are just... Links, so uh, let me right. know when we're at the Yep. So the thing that I first come across were these battle tiles for Age of Sigma. Uh, they have just designed like a build your own table type design that's kind of modular uh, and it's been designed so that you can set up your zones and everything very easily. It all kind of like clicks into place and works very, very well. I kind of like that. Um, moving back to the terrain though, you've got pre-painted roads and streets along with your um, sidewalks. These Tudor buildings are just gorgeous. Um, the Tudor buildings do show off, show up in the in the historical stuff as well, which is the side that um, uh, George is looking at. But if I move across to the historical side, what are you looking at specifically? Um, all of it. Well, just that's, the old. That's old very helpful. West. Yeah. So again, this is all mostly that. all pre-painted. Um, so all you got to do is build most of this. Um, obviously, the Wild West stuff Wild is just West Wild West Exodus. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I don't need any more. No. Oh, this looks so good. Oh, oh good. I'm on. Yeah, true. They do have an entire so section on... of 15 mil stuff. So I'm on the uh, 28 millimeter Wild West style row of shops for 50 pounds. It's got, like, the land office and something else. Uh, fourth photo from the bottom of the little scroll bar on the list gives you shot of the tops. So, like, one of them has a peaked roof and everything, but the other three, they're flat behind the sign. There's a little trap door. Oh, that is cool. That is pretty cool. Yeah. I like the fact that they've also got Mark Calloway's house here. Uh, there's only certain people oh. who will get that reference, and none of them are you. Whose house? Mark Calloway's house. You don't know who Mark Calloway is. It's okay. I don't. Oh, they have an Undertaker. Hey, there he goes. I love the fact that you stumbled across that without even knowing that you did. Oh, so that's... Okay. The Undertaker okay. is a wrestling character, so... and the guy's real name is Mark Calloway. Oh, oh, wrestling stuff. Yay. Oh, okay. <laughs> 
Yeah, no, the, you are um, right. This is absolutely gorgeous. You can buy the shops separately as well if you wanted to. Um, and as Captain Sox pointed out, sorry, Major Sox pointed out, uh, there's some 15 mil stuff. We've got these bridges here, for example, that are just really gorgeous. It looks like they're designed so that you can just pull the top of the bridge off too by the look of it. Then we yeah. get into our Tudor stuff that oh, we saw in Fantasy. Look at that Russian log cabin. Russian log cabin. Russian log cabin. 28 mil. It's on the last road or second road. Oh, that's pretty. Right. It's just like, it's a, the, the, the main thumbnail is just kind of like, okay, what's it? And then you cursor over it and it's just like, oh, the roof come, is designed to come off. And, I think the you know what sort of setting I could see this in? I could see people cowering inside that building as a killer's outside trying to get them. Right. So, so we're going to go back half a step. 28 millimeter old wild west style house oh yeah yep. it's it's got your, it's your two-story saloon feel to it it looks like it's designed to come apart and there's even like so you have the peaked roof but then under the peaked roof is like the other oh, roof kind of th or no oh you can do a mall thing with the trap door i love the fact that you have the, the flat roof with the trap door to get on the roof i love that they threw that that little detail makes it so cool. Yeah. Um, and given that these are designed to come apart, I suspect that means the shops do as well, which means that you could change them up a little bit. And you can purchase these in different colors, which is nice, because obviously you don't want all of your houses being the same color, because that would be kind of boring. So yeah, that's Christoph Designs. Um, I was very, very impressed when I looked at this, so these I thought I'd cool show buildings. this off instead of Spellcrow. Are... We will cover Spellcrow at a later stage. Those are so cool. I would just having all those old Wild West buildings and then having Wild West Exodus and do like Zoe Mortalis Wild West Exodus. Well, you could even do this, some of those those fantasy buildings. They're not all just fantasy. I mean, those are kind of Bavarian German style. I mean, some of yeah. the, the modern Bavarian and German style buildings in the marketplace. Oh, yeah. Still look yeah. like that. So you could do a, a oh yeah no for sure but to town with these buildings as well for uh, bolt action but the bolt action is twenty eight mil. The thing is though, like if you look at the Bavarian and the German and all that stuff, that's your generalized you know century you know early nineteenth century Europe. It's very broad you know. It could be Austria, it could be Poland, Germany, France, exactly. whatever. It's it's so universal to that part of the country. But if you look at the, what, what, why I'm so gooey over these uh, the Wild West is show me somewhere else in, in history and in the world where buildings look like that. Like, right. they are iconic solely to that time period. And the fact that this guy has gone through to make these buildings, these Wild West buildings that existed yeah. only in in that era in that part of the world is just so cool i have yeah. one last no, thing I that i want to show off and if you guys go to shop and go to sci-fi go shop go to sci-fi yep sci-fi sci collection. collection oh there's a t-fighter the, uh, tie fighter wing that's exactly what i wanted you to look at oh i hate you verse <laughs> <laughs> oh i hate you dude and it's, only not, eight, so only, it's only eight pounds. pounds. That's not bad. Dude, you you have to know someone over in the UK still where they could buy that, have it shipped for, you know, a couple and then send it to you by uh, APO, like normal postage to you, instead of paying international shipping. You're a major, make it happen. 
Oh, they have the the Endor Moon Bunker. Yeah, yes, they do. They actually, um, so Fantasy Flight before they got switched over to uh, Atomic Mass games, they came out with their own um, that has scenarios for the game. But yeah, I could use that one just for indoor as well. That, that's that is pretty cool. I have bad news for you, Captain Socks. They yes, don't sir. ship to Florida. I don't know why, but they don't ship to Florida. Wait, specifically Florida? Yeah. Well, I, I just looked at Florida because that, that was the important part. I don't know, it just says that, that uh, we don't ship to your area. I was having a look. Um. Otherwise, what about George? Have some hobby. What about George? I'll ship it to I'll have George ship it to him. Then he can. <laughs> Shall we cover of, some hobby? We can cover some hobby. Dream blue, crying paint. What have you been up to, Captain uh, Zox? So. Being stuck in my hotel room, I've actually brought down some of my uh, Company Heroes terrain stuff, and so I'll try and put this up there for you. This is actually a little ter- uh, objective marker, has little okay. sandbags and like little oil barrels and stuff like that, because it signifies different uh, objectives that you can earn to earn, in a sense, resources to buy units. So I painted those up. There's 12 of those, and then uh, I went to the mall and had a label store in the mall, and I put that together, the ISS. So that's cool. Holy crap. Yeah. Put that together. It has a little stand, That's so it'll sit on my shelf in my new... Whoa, no, 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 no. Stop, stop. Bring it back. Turn around. Were the, were the bottom of the solar panels, were they uh, uh, coppery bronze? Yeah, yeah. Wow. And then it has all the little... I want to tip this off. All the little other labs that have on the back side of the ISS. So wow. I also How have long did that five. take you? Uh... Couple hours. Um, I also have the Saturn V. I'll have to show it to you when I get back to my uh, house. Saturn V is about two and a half feet long, and it comes apart in the five stages. So that'll go on my so, cave when I get my house. I hate that phrase. It's your den. Um, sorry. Um, <laughs> so that's really cool. Um, uh, interesting note: the the bridge one, the the tower bridge, I think it was called. Yeah. Whatever. You know where it's the two. So, anyways, there was a Lego kit for that, and David Beckham had a surgery or something. And as part of his rehab of, of having to sit around and do nothing and let his body heal, it took him two Went weeks to, to build that. And it was a, it's a massive, yeah. So, that, that I, I think that's really cool that you know, you know, you, you got that to, to occupy some of your time. I, I think Lego yeah. is one of the, one of the neatest things that you know, just a little. It's like hobby without, you know, cutting your finger open, gluing yourself to yourself, spilling paint. So, with us being down in Florida, we're only two hours, an hour and a half, like, no, about two and a half hours away from Cape Canaveral. So, we're going to go try and see some space launches, especially with Artemis, next moon mission, um, launching it in the next couple of years from from there. So, we're going to try and go some space launches. So, I'm excited. I'm just kind of getting into the space excitement, being this close to Cape Canaveral. You've got a guest bedroom for me to stay at, right? Uh, yeah, you can. I can just put away my gaming tables, and you can come uh, stay in my game room. There's a bedroom right across the hall from the uh, my. I my move your tables table. for him. Make him <laughs> sleep on the floor beside the table. Don't don't go out. No, if he wants to come and visit you, he he needs to work for it. I mean, that, that's something I haven't done either. Is, you know, watch a, a, a launch into space. So yeah. Disney World's only going to be about an hour, hour and a half away from us too. So we'll be going to Star Wars yeah. Land and stuff like that. So with all the kiddos. Okay, maybe start. Uh, as I've gotten older, I like people less. So doing things like Disneyland and they're becoming less and less appealing to me. 
Yes, but it's not about you. It's about the kid. That's true. Uh, but but for the Star Wars stuff, I, I I could tolerate people briefly for a day, maybe. <laughs> All right. So that's been my hobby. Yank. What what do you got, George? Uh, what do I have for hobby? Um, um. Oh, I uh, I finally got uh, Mythic Games to speak with me, and I finally got everything sorted out. A uh, little bit of background. Uh, I mentioned this to uh, Bruce and uh, Bruce and them and whatnot, but I, I had to uh, report that to Kickstarter because they were not responding. They've they've responded. So um, we currently have a project of rewalling and doing stuff to the room on the other side of this wall where the dogs exist. So my hobby has not been hobby. Um, I have been getting games of. Uh, uh, Cthulhu, Death May Die, with Sam, uh, as we can, though, which he just came up here to, today. So, when we're not scrambling trying to get walls built, maybe. Bruce? I have been working, and while I haven't been working, I've been working. Um, I did, however, unbox and prime up some new Bushido models, because I gave in to Temptation, and... I um, might have bought a Savage Wave starter set because I wanted to paint some of them with some paints that I may have received recently. That's the instant colour paints. Ooh. You, you got the uh, uh, Scale 75 contrast paints. Yep. Did you I get bought... Scale 75 base paint? I did. I got the grey coloured one and the yellowy coloured one. All the pale yellowy. Yeah. Um, there's also an unboxing of these coming up as well. I say coming up. It's already up there. It's just not live yet. It's currently exclusive to our Patreons for another day or so. It'll go live How, hey, at some point. Quick question for you, Bruce. Yep. How easy is it for you to get Vallejo Air? Very. Give me one second here. Let's. I have an idea for you since you have that. I'm now very curious as to what he's trying to do. Mm -hmm. yes. um, while he's doing that, so I'm you gonna... got this. Oh no, I, I'm back. So, um, I have contrast paints for Games Workshop. Yeah, but I was not going to buy the spray paint, and I was not going to buy the stuff to brush it on because. So I went through, and this is what I did. I looked at the Games Workshop HTML5 code for the page to find the color they used for their their aged white looking color for their paint. Yeah. I then used that HTML5 code and went through Vallejo's uh, model air page and looked at the HTML5 code. Yes, I, I took a website and looked at its code and found the closest I could HTML code wise, which turned out to be uh, uh, aged white, 71. I gathered that might have been what it was called when you dropped it. So the I didn't have to brush on the. Yes. So I'm just wondering, like, how does age white compare to the scale 75, which is designed for that? Which I'm going to assume and guess that since it's scale 75, it's going to be virtually identical color wise as far as for the base coloring. This is contrast paint, but by scale 75 and not game board games workshop well the big difference with this is this is designed for airbrush which i assume is your big criticism of the games workshop but yeah i assume that's what yeah, your criticism that's what of contrast was yeah so so i'm okay with brushing on the contrast i didn't want to have to put the base on by brush like i have to cover the entire model i want to airbrush it and i don't want to have to use an aerosol can because 
sometimes it's cold and things like spray paint don't want to work when it's 40 degrees below zero celsius or fahrenheit doesn't matter yeah so um so that that's yeah. why i i was a super nerd and went and looked at html5 codes for color to find this so i didn't have to brush paint it on i could airbrush it on so i'm curious yeah. how close in color this is to what scale 75 is for their that's what i was asking like how easy can you get this to do a side by side because I'd be curious. I could, get, I could get that very easily. You could just go buy this, which... Because there's got to be... What's the word? A slight markup is like, you need this to base coat with. Versus this is just airbrush paint that is part of an airbrush line that you can just go buy at a regular airbrush price. That you would have to prime underneath too, though. Oh, is that stuff a primer too? This is a primer. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, well, maybe that's just superior then. Okay. We if will you find out. To, I don't. If if it's a primer, then yeah, just prime away. Ignore me. I I am. Look here. <laughs> my plan is I'm. See the Bushido models that I painted up are primed and highlighted with the white inks that I keep on talking about. That are awesome, and you okay. should all buy the white inks. Um, my initial plan is to paint those with the paints. And then paint some more with this, and then see how they go against each other, because obviously the um, the highlight is going to have black points, and how bad does it look? Yeah. Uh, compared to just doing this, now I I expect that just doing this is going to be much better. Uh, the other thing I want to test out is how much you need to water these down. I don't know how much you need to water them down yet, um, and that's one well, of the main if, things if that I was trying right, to find out because. The website doesn't talk about this at all. They are compatible with the airbrush, and that's all it meant. They like, yeah. They just leave it up to you to figure so it out. All my scale seventy-five paints they say are compatible with airbrush. After you thin them and use some flow improver and do all this, uh, they not straight out of the pot. You gotta, no. you gotta work. With they do airbrush nicely once you work with. So I would hope like that that primer that you use with that. I would hope that you can just go into your airbrush and then and brush it on. You don't have to fiddle with That's what If I'm you have to fiddle with it, I would be, yeah, so. Tom's going to tell. But yeah, hobby-wise, I haven't had a chance to do a lot because I went, I went straight from doing night shift into doing day shift without actually getting a break, even though the roster says I had a break, just because that's how night shift works. Um, it says that I worked Saturday and then I had Sunday off, but I didn't finish work until 7 o'clock Sunday morning. So I worked my day off. In fact, I mostly worked my day off. I didn't really work the day that I was rostered. Um, anyway, and then you yeah. went to work Monday. And then I went to work Monday at 10 o'clock in the morning. It was great. I stayed awake for like Sounds 36 what? hours. <laughs> um, but that's it for us um, on the hobby front. Shall we discuss some games? Talk nerdy to me. All right. So, Captain Socks, we are going to finally... Finally start our two-parter on covering the Drop Fleet Resistance. We have had so many people asking about this, despite the fact that we've explained several times why we hadn't covered them yet. Uh, for those that had been wondering and hasn't noticed us mention it all of those other times, the reason we left it until last was because the Resistance is a little bit more complicated and we wanted to cover them all at once. We'll be doing it over two episodes. We are going to be covering the... Battle cruisers and the dreadnoughts today, uh, and we're going to try and get into the rest of them 
next time before we then start going into cruises and um frigates frigates and stuff later on down the line um so i'm thinking i might start off with the dreadnoughts and uh it's the was that resources sorry not dreadnoughts battleships um because they don't have a dreadnought yet nope so i'm starting with the resistance trident which is a grand battleship uh it has an sorry thank you sock you're so kind to me I know. I'll take back two of the bad things I've said about you. <laughs> Only two? Just two. Okay. One for this episode, one for the next one. <laughs> While right, George is proving ahead. how nice he is. <laughs> um, okay, so the Resistance Trident. It's a grand battleship. costs you 340 points. We've got an 8-inch scan, a 14-inch SIG, 6-inch thrust, 24 hull. The armor is 2+. plus. It's got 10-point defense. It's a grouping of one, and it's super heavy. Its special is ablative armor, which can one of you look up what ablative armor does? I don't have my rulebook. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Bruce. I'm going to keep on going while George pulls his book out, uh, because mine's over there. Mine's, now pulling out. mine's 14 hours that way in a box. You could have gone and got it. <laughs> okay. While George is looking that up, I'm going to go through the weapons. And then we'll come back to the, what the ablative armor does. Uh, we've got two. I don't have it in my book. Oh, that's frustrating. Maybe it might be on the website then. It'll be on. Yeah, it might be yeah. a battle for everything. So, um, I won't, I won't, but, yeah, this one. So the 9K mass turret drivers. There's one on the left and one on the right. It's a two plus lock. Four attacks each. One damage. Front side left. Front side right. Fuselard eight. Uh, we've then got an N12 artillery cannon, which has got a lock of 4 plus, 10 attacks, 1 damage. There's one on the left, one on the right. They are linked. And low power. So there's something else we need to look up. Uh, the close action weapons are NC16 missiles, uh, lock of 3, and you get D3 plus 1 attacks. So you got a minimum of 2, maximum of 4. Uh, 1 damage each, front, side, rear. You also have a torpedo, which is limited to four. Well, torpedo, launch one, special is limited to four. So, now I'm going to run across while I assume Captain Sox reads the next one, and I'll come back to the armor and the low power thing in a second. Well, I was just pulling up the rules on the website, and I did, I did a search, but didn't find them, so we'll, we'll find them here eventually. Uh, over to the Elysium Grand Battleship. Uh, 8 inch signet, or scan range, 14 inch sig, uh, thrust of 6 inches, hull of 24, armor of 2 plus, 10 point defense, 1 group, and super heavy, and a, a blade of armor as well, so pretty much the same as the Trident. Um, has two mass K driver turrets, one on the left and right, same values, lock 2 plus, 4 attack, 1 damage. Uh, with fuselade four, and then it has an NK or N12 artillery cannon uh, on the side, on the left and right. Uh, four plus ten uh, lock, ten attack, one damage each. Linked one and low power for both of those. And then it has NC16 missiles with three lock, uh, D3 plus one attack, one damage, and it's close action. And then it has a launch of one torpedo and has four torpedoes on there as its launch value. So pretty similar. Those missiles are one away from being adult. Yeah. <laughs> so either something's not right here because that's the exact same stats as the Trident, the Elysium. Looking going back and forth between the two of them. Yeah. 
So something something needs to be fixed there, Lewis. Unless I'm missing something, because the stats on the website look very similar. Especially unless if in the books there, Bruce. So if I look at the Elysium, yeah, it's exactly the same, and actually the ship picture is the same too. Mm-hmm. And the Eden, the Eden's different. The Eden's different. Um, same initial stats. It has the same turrets. But it's got a mega vent cannon, uh, which is a lock of three plus three D three attacks. So that's a minimum of four and a maximum of ten. Nine. Nine. Oh no, there's no plus one. Sorry, yeah. So minimum of three, maximum of nine. Uh two damage each. There's one on the left, one on the right. They are linked. You can overcharge them. Yep. They have scold. What what is no, this? No, we're talking about the resistance screws. It's not uh, what not what is this disgusting, nasty idea that only scourge are not allowed to have scold? Lewis, what are you doing? No, this is my special thing. You can't share. I won't share. Uh, everything else is the same. Uh, has the same torpedo as well. well it's probably because the resistance all scourge technology and figured out how to scold. That would it's not be that sense. hard. Yeah. You just get it really hot. I was looking oh, over the resistance of Lucas Grand Battleship while you're reading over the stats, and they had the exact same stats too on the website. So something's wrong on the website, I think, because mm. it was showing the um, same stats as the Eden. So the limited special rule: a weapon with limited is denoted as uh, by an L. Uh, the number is the number of times that weapon can be used. So limited four means you can only use it four times. Um, I know that might have sounded a little obvious, but I wanted to clarify that just in case it wasn't. Um, because Michelle would. Well, yeah. Um, <laughs> otherwise, can... It uh, looks like the Phalanx and the uh, Tribune have the correct staff, maybe. Yes. I yeah, they're the Battle Cruisers. So the Phalanx, this is this is the first, uh, uh, was it Reconquest? No, Preconquest uh, ship. That the PHR uh, UCM could use that we, you know, the similar kind of design. Uh, this yep. is the resistance failing. This is scan of six, sig of eight, thrust of six, hull of 17, armor of two up. Two up. It's a Terminator. Um, five point defense, group of one, tonnage of super, has a blade of armor. Yes, Bruce. Uh, the Resistance and the Elysium are both the same ship. They're different versions of the same ship. Oh, well, there we go. It's yeah. Oh, so it's like the... Uh, so that's our uh, bad. The Ruby A. Uh, okay, then. One of them is an alternate We skull. We are professionals. All right, so uh, moving on with the Phalanx, then. Um, a Blade of Armor. Then it has a 9K twin mass driver turrets with a lock of two up, four attacks, one damage, Front, uh, front side arcs. As a two seventy fuselage four. Interesting. I've never seen. A, oh, oh, it's the um, it's the big guns hanging off the belly. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, and then then it has two uh N thirty one hybrid gun uh long battery. Those would be the little ports you see on the side. Those hit on four up nine shots each, one damage each. Uh, side left, side right, linked one, and then you have NC. Four minutes, four up, four damage, one shot, front side, rear, close action. Uh, total point cost for one of these ships is 200. And then we have also the Tribune Battle Cruiser, which is the same kind of platform, um, but a little bit different. It's still, it has one of the uh, the 9K Master Uh Oh, no, it, 
Sorry, it has some differences. It has a scan six, 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 thrust to six. It has 17 hulls, so a little more hull. Uh, still armor uh, to a point, five point defense, groupie one, tonnage super heavy. Uh, nothing changed there. Uh, it has the 9k mass turret, uh, two up, two attacks, one damage front side, fuselage two. Uh, then it has an N11 twin alter, twin alter, I cannot talk. Sally sells seashells down by the seashore. Uh, N11 twin artillery cannon turrets, four up, six, uh, six, uh, shots, one damage, front and side, low power. Then you have two NC-16 missile banks. Three plus, three up to hit. D3 plus one shots for each. One damage each. Side left, side right. Close action. So, uh, a double close action weapon that only works always... in one direction. That's, yeah. that's interesting. That's very interesting. Um, this also has a bulk lander and a fire ship. I wonder if the fire ship starts fires. Um, and then it also does fires, fighters and bombers, which that's pretty interesting because usually you do fighters and bombers or you do bulk landers or, you know, whatnot. So for it to do bulk landers and fighters and bombers, that's, that's pretty cool. Um, this has a total point cost of 210. Um, between the, the two, this one and the, uh, oh, I just hit the wrong button, the, uh, phalanx. Um, be- between those two, uh, I'm, I'm gonna have to give my hat to the Tribune, just because it's, a, that versatile launching, and it's still got some decent teeth. Um. Yeah, I agree. The only downside is their close action. Being able to shoot only on your broadsides for your close action, that's gonna hurt when you get it up a little bit close. Um, that's, that is true. Um, and but, this is resistance, yeah. so their, their scan is on the small side. Yeah, but I think you're right with be- being able to bulk land, launch bulk landers and defend itself with fighter and bombers if, if needed is, is pretty versatile. It, what's a fire ship? I'm trying to remember. What do you mean what's resistance. a fire ship? It's a new launch capability. If you look on the Tribune, it says bulk lander and fire ship one. What, I don't know what a fire ship is. Edge me. I'm trying to find it right now. So, fire ships are a unique type of bomber. They follow the same but are resolved separately. They also coordinate their, their attack, uh, however much they eat. So, looks like they activate, resolve separately than bombers. A resistance fire ship. Come on, where in the rules am I looking for? I'm not seeing the attack capabilities of a fire ship. We'll have to do some research and look for it, and we can explain fire ships. Yeah. Because I'm looking at the rules, I'm not finding. I, I, to me, my 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 gamer logic is telling me it's like a firefighter in Fahrenheit 451. It goes and starts fires. I found the special rule for ablative armor. Oh, did you? Yep. A ship with an ablative armor increases its armor by two points. So, for example, five plus becomes a three plus until it's crippled. Note that this bonus is lost for the rest of the game. So it's a two plus now, and then when it's crippled, it becomes a four plus? That seems fair, because- Because it can't be a zero. Two plus armor is, two plus armor is huge. Yeah. I mean, that's anything but. Uh, Also, low power, up to one low power or multiple low power weapons with the linked special rule may be fired instead of close action weapons, in addition to other weapons permitted by a ship's orders. A ship that is unable to use any of its weapon systems due to special orders may not use low power weapons either. 
So you can use your regular weapons and those low power ones at the same time. So so you could go weapons free without weapons free. So you could shoot your main gun and you should get a low power weapon instead of your close action nuts. Okay. Seems yeah. legit. Um the last one that was on there was overcharge. If a weapons fire special sorry. If on the weapons free special order an overcharge weapon or a group of overcharge weapons with the linked rule may double their damage values if this is chosen no other weapons other than close action ones may be fired by the ship that turn launch assets may still be deployed as normal that's potentially very nasty one of those things that could be really nasty but only if you use it at the right time yeah. now Fire ships. Is, is unstable in there? Because unstable is one of those for that overcharge weapon, that mega vent cannon, cannon battery. Uh, yes. If an unstable weapon with a random attack value is fired on a weapons free order, the ship suffers one hull damage per max attack value rolled. For example, one hull damage per three result on a D3. If an unstable weapon doesn't have a random attack value, then the ship suffers one hull damage for using that weapon on the free order. So you're hurting yourself as you're using those weapons. Yeah. You'd be wanting to be very careful about when you're using it, is basically what you're looking at there. Yeah. Now, what was you the fire ship question that you had? What's a fire ship? This is going to be a fun episode to edit. Fire ship is <laughs> all, all the same rules, but are resolved separately. So are they like a bomber for the PHR or the resistance? That's what I'm getting at based on that, that rule. Fire ships are, are a unique type of bomber. They follow all the same rules, but are resolved separately. They also coordinate their attack. That sounds right. So, that sounds so it's like a, sep a second version. So it's of just an alternate version. But they also have regular bombers. So they have two types of bombers as a resistance. From what so they have a bulk lander or fire or three fighters or four bombers for the, the Tribune then. But the fourth bomber would be resolved separately because it's not resolved as part of the bombers. Right, yeah, yeah, because it's, it's a fire ship. No, 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 this no. ship's weird. <laughs> I would use it more, as a, more for bulk um, capability unless I needed to use, a, use that fire ship because you only have a group of... I don't know. I, I, I like the whole, like... You got fighters and bombers and a bulk lander in one ship. Yes, no, I'm, like I'm agreeing with you there that it's it's a good versatile ship. But I think I would use the and, bulk and, lander more than I would use a fire ship, unless I needed to use a fire ship for a turn. Well, so so check this out. So so I'm I'm still gonna give my my points for value. I'm still gonna give to the Tribune, and and here here's why. So it's got a bulk lander. It's got 17 hull, and it's got a two up save. It only has a scan of six, but you want to be able to drop that bulk lander onto objectives to score points. And then you've got two close action weapons that are, you know, D3 plus one that are hitting on threes on top of, you know, your K9, 9K master driver, which is a uh, two up, two attack weapon and a bulk lander. That's a pretty good, you know, sit on a cluster and... Bruce. All right. So I'm going to start by reading the resistance bombers line. Then I will come into okay. what the actual fire ship line is. So the resistance okay. bombers has a 12 inch thrust, okay. four inch lock. Sorry, sorry, four plus lock, three attacks and one damage. They're not special. Okay. The fire ship has six standard. inch thrust, two plus okay. lock, one attack, okay. three damage. Their special is that they're not allowed to double thrust. So it's a close action bomber, in a sense. That does a lot more damage. It, yeah. Yeah, so I'm, 
I'm de- so so of, of of these six ships we've talked about tonight. I'm gonna have to say the Tribune is probably the best one first. Um, my opinion, you know, like sitting on a cluster and dropping a bulk lander, being able to close action, having a close action bomber, having fighters and bombers, having a bulk lander, having a 270 degree weapon that hits on twos. That's really good. Huh? Well, yeah. two of them, because you've got your, your N11 twin artillery cannon that you that has low power, so you could shoot those instead of your missiles on the sides. Right, right, yeah. That's true, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, the, tri- the Tribune takes it for me, too, and it's quite easily taking it. Yeah. Like, very easily. Uh, after that, I have to give it to the, uh, the Eden and the Olympus as a, as a second place. Yeah, they cost a lot. But if you work them right, they're going to work good for you. Yeah. But that Tribune, that Tribune is good. Especially at 210 points. I'd probably yeah, take the Trident. Earthquake. I'd probably take the Trident over the Olympus just because I don't need help destroying my own ships. That's more of a personal thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and they've also got the low power, so you can fire off a lot more stuff. And let's be honest, I need as many dice as I can get. You had to ask me that I, just because I, I closed I the book. I was asking Socks because he knows his PHR. What's a uh, PHR ship with a bulk lander? How much are they points wise? They are. I'm just looking them up right now. Uh, oh, they're a greater cruiser. Uh, 135 points for either one. 135 points. So for another 90 points, you get 17 hull on a two up armor with fighters and bombers too. So I, they I, also I, have I, I, the yeah it's a it's a four point whole difference between the PHR troop ship and the tri, uh, Tribune. And the, but the PHR is a three up though, right? Three up armor save. Yep. Uh, yeah. They didn't scan these ones. Yeah, so a l- l- little better scan, but yeah, no, uh, yeah, this Tribune I think hands down is the workhorse. Yeah, I'm with you on that. And with that, um, upcoming events wise, uh, at the end of this month is a very big show. Oh, wait, wait, upcoming events. At the apex of <laughs> I shouldn't love that as much as I do. <laughs> um, UK Gaming Expo is on the I, what I love is Friday, July 31st. I still love the fact that you forget that it exists until I push the button and then you're like, oh god, this is this. <laughs> Friday 31st till Saturday the 1st of August. Uh, You're required to have a lateral flow test if you're going to be there, regardless if you're attendee, volunteer, or staff. Um, Gen Con, September 16th till 19th. PAX Australia is Friday the 8th of October till Sunday the 10th of October. This man will be there. Um, And the Drop Zone Painting Competition is still going. Get a Drop Zone vehicle and paint it up to belong in a universe that is different so i need to avoid the one that i'm doing so you can paint it to be up like transformers you can paint it up to be like gi joe you can paint it up to be like the a-team van etc 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 don't 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 do gi joe because that's already kind of what it looks like though i think oh you're missing well, a little gi joe logo with that you know with step and everything so if you but if you can stencil that gi joe logo on a 10 mil mob you win in my opinion yeah. Um, I've seen someone <laughs> that painted up an entire army to look like the Umbrella Corporation, which is just not. And he didn't do it for the competition. He was doing it just for, for, 
funsies. And I was like, uh, dude, look at this competition. You need to enter this competition now. So I think we might have all lost already, just for the record. But join anyway. Prove me wrong. Um, okay. Thank you for those that do support us. We do very much appreciate it. If you're in a position to do so, please consider joining our Patreon. Patreon.com slash getting tabled. Um, for $2 a month, you get early access to at least 80% of the videos that we put out there. You get early access to the video edition of this podcast every single episode uh, by like four or five days. Uh, if you would like to follow us on social media, everything that we do is shared on facebook.com slash getting tabled. Alternatively, we do have a Twitter at getting tabled. We also have an Instagram at getting tabled. If you want to reach out to the team, email us. Yes. Where can they email can us, email George? At gettingtabled at gmail.com. Yes. And if you're looking at the screen right now, you can see a link to join our Discord. Play the thing, George. Play the thing, Bruce. Wait, no, Thank I'm George. You. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. For listening to Getting Table. Music used in this podcast was created by Eric Mataris at soundimage.org.